30 years ago, I realized I wasn't living out my dreams. Life was just happening to me, and I was watching it go by. I was living randomly. Goal Camp endeavors to help you align with your goals and dreams. Live with intent and set a path for your footsteps to move along so that you have a higher probability of success in achieving your personal goals and adding value to others. It's time to get excited about the life you're living. It's time to stop living randomly. I'm Derek Lott, your camp director, and this is Goal Camp. Welcome to the second episode of Goal Camp. If you missed episode one, please, I encourage you to go back to that episode first before diving in because each episode builds off of the previous as you strengthen your understanding of the mechanics of goal setting. You can expect considerable improvement in your comprehension of what goal setting is and that leads to effective practice which in turn increases your facility and gives you the habits necessary to develop this vital skill. Let Goal Camp be the catalyst to unlocking the vast potential you have inside. A quick recap before we dive into this episode. In episode one, we learned that goal setting is a skill. We also discussed that we are far more successful in our outcomes when we have written goals and even more important, a written plan to achieve those goals. So we're in the fourth quarter of the year and three quarters have passed by. What's went well? What hasn't gone so well? What are some of the behaviors And so we took all of that and we brainstormed what would make 2020 an amazing year, the best year ever. I mentioned also that all we need to go through Gold Camp is a blank sheet of paper, a pen, and a quiet place. If you do need a little assistance because you have some trouble visualizing some of the exercises, Examples and templates are available at DerekCLot.com. Go to Goal Camp Podcast Resources and you'll see the templates and examples that tie to each episode. So I highly encourage that. And at the time we were doing that last episode, we were just jotting down ideas. We weren't trying to determine if we could make it happen or not, just what would make 2020 your best year yet? Think outside the box. If you do still have some work to do on that and found some challenge in that exercise, you can also think about your values or the categories that I like to brainstorm in our my spiritual life, my personal and health, my family, my finances, and professional. What would make 2020 your best year yet in those categories? And as you begin to think about what would make the year great, you kind of captured that on this blank sheet of paper. And it's not important the categories or the different things. It's just how do you stimulate the thought? And brainstorming is one of the most important things you can do when you're trying to design your future. Because we have so many possibilities, and I think we cut ourselves short oftentimes because we don't spend time with ourselves asking ourselves, what is possible? 
Now, as we move into this episode, this episode is all about priorities. And prioritization is another key capability in the skill sets of goal setting. So in episode one, if I had to tell you what would be the skill I wanted you to walk away with, it would be brainstorming, capturing ideas and getting them down on paper. In this episode, I would say it's about prioritization. And in today's world, we have so many competing priorities. And I want to be clear, there's two types of priorities. One we're going to spend a lot of time talking about as it relates to our goal setting, which is setting long-term goals and prioritizing things that are over a long period of time. But then there are dynamic prioritizations that happen each and every day. And that is very taxing and often get in the way of our long-term goals. How do you prioritize when everything's important? How do you get after things you want in life when you've got to take care of your kids, you've got work to do, you've got deadlines, you have other things you're committed to, you have family things that you have to tend to, how do you prioritize when everything's a priority? And it's very difficult. I know for me, I've had so many times when those conflicting priorities created a problem for me, where I was taking care of something that I thought was important to me, but someone else had a priority for me, namely my kids. I needed to pick them up or I needed to get them somewhere. And because I chose to work on my priority, they were late or they missed something or I was late picking them up. And the problem is not you having a malicious intent towards your child. It is the conflicting prioritizations. We have things we want to get accomplished and we have others that need us. So we have a list that we, we want and a list from others that want stuff from us. And these competing priorities often end up in conflict. And so to become very effective and really succeed in advancing your life and living stress-free, you have to become very good at navigating priorities and making the right call. What's most important in this moment? And there's also this other concept. It's a psychological uh, thought process of uh, what we'll call the sunk cost fallacy. I was reading on this and it, it said that When we invest time into something, we find it very hard to unplug from it because we've invested so much in it. If you're in real estate and you buy a property and let's say you're fixing it up and you find out it's got a big problem and all of a sudden you realize you're going to spend more on that project than you anticipated. Do you keep going or do you figure a way to get out of that and not lose more money? If, you're, if you've read a book, sometimes we'll start reading a book and the book isn't that good, but we've read halfway and we figure we're going to keep reading the book. These are things we've invested time that we can't get back, but sometimes it's better to forego finishing that activity and just go do something else because the priority isn't necessarily continuing that activity, but because we feel we've invested so much, we can't think of unplugging from that exercise. And so that sunk cost is a fallacy. You don't want to continue investing in something that's not going to give you the outcome and the return that you're looking for. 
And I'll give you a personal example because I was, I go back to picking up my kids. I was driving and I figured I had time to stop and go do something. And I was driving to pick up my daughter. And so I stopped. I said, oh, I've got a little bit of time. I, I ran off. And instead of getting to the place early and being prompt and on time, for some reason, I thought it would, was cool. I'll use that extra 15, 20 minutes, stop and do something. Well, guess what? It took me 30 minutes. And I was 15 minutes late picking up my daughter. She was the last one. She's sitting there. She's like, Dad, where were you? And I just felt bad. And all it was was I prioritized something I wanted to do ahead of the greater priority which is my daughter. And it's a simple thing, but it points out how our minds will play tricks on us. And what's most important can get clouded by poor judgment, poor time management skills, you name it. So becoming an effective prioritization setter is a key skill, and we wrestle with it every day. Now for Goal Camp, we're talking about goals for the year. We don't compete with them each and every day. However, our day-to-day -day priorities will rob us from our long-term goals if we let them because they'll take away the time that we have allotted to achieve our bigger aspirations and greater aspirations. If we're going to be successful at Goal Camp, we're going to have to invest a lot of time in assessing ourselves and spending time in thought. And the success of Goal Camp will be in direct correlation to the level of thought you put into it. Because we're developing a skill. We're going to rewire our minds, which leads to actions. I don't know if you've ever put together some furniture that showed up in a box. I have many times. And I've often just went straight to trying to put the furniture together without reading the directions. And sure enough, I get to going and probably halfway through, I realize I don't know what I'm doing. I need to look at the instructions. Now I have to go back, undo a lot of what I've done and read the directions and start all over, get my mind aligned with the task ahead, go back at it. And even to this day, I'll fight the tendency. I know the right thing to do is take a look at the instructions and then go, go forward. I've ruined pieces of furniture just trying to find a shortcut. Just open a box and get it done. And I think it's because I probably don't want to put the furniture together in the first place. <laughs> but in our minds, there's a psychological deal that's happening in our minds. I think to myself, oh... This is easy. We're not talking about rocket science here. So we try to find a shortcut, a better way. And upon further introspection, I see it in goal setting. Because we relegate goal setting to a simple action that doesn't require instruction or considerable thought. Prior to goal camp, I'd be pretty reticent about showing my process and how I go after it. But after 25 years, I can emphatically say that goal setting is a skill which requires instruction. So as I mentioned, we're going to talk about priorities. And if we take a look at the ideas that we set, 
in episode one, we now need to narrow that list down to a few items. Let's call it five to 10 items. Maybe you have 50 different ideas, but we need to get that down to a few. And five to 10 is a great place to start. And one of the biggest inhibitors to being effective at accomplishing our goals is trying to boil the ocean, trying to have too many things on the list. And in a sense, while we're trying to do all of these things, we're really not getting anything done. Focused on everything, but accomplishing nothing. One of the most powerful forces that we'll get into in goal camp is momentum. How do we focus on fewer things? How do we put more energy around or behind the few and gain that momentum, which accelerates the time of achievement and ultimately is the evidence of effective goal setting? And I hope you caught that. How do we focus on the few so we accelerate the time to get more done, gain momentum, which demonstrates the evidence of effective goal setting by reaching our outcomes, which in turn allows us to get more done. So how do we pare down our ideas? We're going to need to establish some lenses or filters to cut back the list. Many of the things on the list are meaningful to you and would make a big difference in your life, but we can't tackle them all. We need some way to pare those things down. Have you ever been in that situation where you had so much to do and you just didn't know how to make a decision? And that's what I was referring to earlier as prioritization. We have to be able to prioritize on a day-to-day basis, dynamic prioritization, and also for our longer-term goals. We need to be able to ensure we're focused on the right things. The first category is importance. Importance has three areas that we're going to define the categories under. Nice to have, important, important with impact. So you're going to look at your brainstorming list and rewrite them on a list and put at the end of that item an N for nice to have, an I for important, or an II for important with impact. Let's do an example. On the list, I have a new car. And the questions I've got to ask myself is do I need it because my current transportation is not working or it's beginning to wear? Do I need it to be able to take family and friends to destinations? If yes, this is an important with impact. You can also use as a priority A, B, C, or one, two, three. That's not critically important. However, I've chosen to use NI and II this year because it allows me to change it up and engage my mind. So you can customize the nomenclature for how you categorize that first filter. You could say priority one, priority two, priority three. You can say ABC, you name it. But the important thing is to make sure that It's important because let's say I have the car and it's 
not critical that I get that car right now. And I just want it because it's a cool car and I've always wanted a cool car. That would be a nice to have. As you build your goals for your life, understand the nice to haves are not a bad thing, but they can get in front of the right things. Let's introduce the next filter. Maybe on your list you have continuing education. And let's say as you've gone through the first filter, it is important and impactful. So now the question becomes, can you afford it? So we'll use an economic filter to handle this idea. How much will it cost? Is it in your budget? Can you afford to invest in it? Will I receive a return in higher wages or a business idea that I need skills for? If it is affordable, then it passes the economic filter and we'll use economical yes. If it's not feasible, we can use the nomenclature economical no. Keep in mind, we have said it was important and impactful to continue our education. So if we said it was important and impactful, just because we don't have the finances at the moment, it may make more sense for us to think about other ways to finance that education. It may make sense to do crowdfunding. It may make sense to pursue a loan if the return is going to be great enough. Maybe you reach out to friends and family to help you come up with the finances. Or maybe you have a different goal for 2020. Yes, education may be the goal in game, but now you realize you need to spend a year raising capital. Many times you don't accomplish your goals because there are many steps in front of that goal. And so you don't know how to articulate the steps to get to the ultimate goal. So therefore, the goal never gets accomplished because you haven't defined the steps to get to that goal. And oftentimes, those steps need to be goals on the way to that ultimate goal. Because they could be, I need to do, in, they could be in sequence. I need to do this first, then I need to do this, then I need to do this. Not saying that's always true, but in this example, it could very well be true that you need to find finances first before you pursue education. And again, don't be afraid to reach out. I know it can be difficult to request for funds from others or put yourself out there and be vulnerable. But what if they say yes? I guess my point is, don't let a note on a filter be the end of the discussion. Let it challenge you to think about how you can get something done that may be extremely hard otherwise. Things that would make a difference in your life, typically they're hard. That's why you haven't done them to this point. Let's take a look at the final filter and we're going to uh, take a look at another example. So let's say you have learning a new language on your list. And it's past the first two filters. So it's important, impactful, and I would say anyone that pursues a second language, it is of ben great benefit. But it's important, impactful, 
and you have the finances. Now we need to go through the final lens or filter, which is time. Do you have the time to set aside each day or each week to pursue learning a new language? This may require a little research and finding programs that meet your learning style so you can learn what you need and, and find the time that you need to set aside. How much time is it? So you'll have to do a little bit of research and find, about, find out about different programs that will align with your learning style. And maybe you find out that it's going to require three to five hours a week. And you may not have that time in your schedule today. That is, again, not a stop sign for you. It's something for you to consider. You need to be thinking, okay, I don't have the time. How can I rearrange some things? How can I, what can I stop doing, right? We can't manufacture time, but we can be more effective with the time that we have. And then at the end of the day, the question becomes, do I really want to learn this new language? It may be worth a big sacrifice. So as you go through your brainstorm list, now you're rewriting it into a prioritized list using these three filters, importance, finances, and time. And what this will do is take that long list of items and begin to shorten it down. Now, if you find yourself making everything important, everything impactful, everything economic, yes, everything I've got time for, I would encourage you to be a little more policing on the activity. You want to narrow down that top 50 those 50 items, and it may be 100, I don't know what you came up on your brainstorming list, but you need to whittle it down to five or 10 things that would truly make 2020 impactful. So at the top of that list, you would have 10 items that have, in, in my example, an I-I for importance and impactful. They would have an E-Y for economical yes, and then a T-Y for time allotment, yes. Those would be the 10 things that you're going to take to the next step. Next week, we're going to take those 10 items that you've prioritized and we're going to really focus on how can we almost guarantee that you'll, you'll achieve those in 2020. Wouldn't that be something? You identified 10 major things that you wanted to go get done and you were able to accomplish, let's say, half of them. Would that make a difference in your life? Would that change the game for you? Would that change everything? It did for me. And I've been doing it for the last 10 or 15 years. And I've accomplished way more than I ever thought possible. Now, did I always work on the right things? <laughs> no. But that's why I'm bringing my methodology to the masses because I've refined it. I've learned so many things, so many things that I did wrong. And you're going to learn through Goal Camp how to sidestep those and really accelerate your development of this skill of goal setting. One more thing I want to leave with you on prioritization prioritization 
You want to ensure on a daily basis that you're not only writing down a prioritization list. I know many of us do that. We say, okay, I got to do this, 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 and we'll make a laundry list of things to do for the day. I want you to add a couple more steps. It won't take you more than five, five seconds each, each item, maybe not even that. But I want you to think about the time that it takes to do that item. And then two, can I delegate it? Game changer. Write your list. This is what I got to get done today. How long is it going to take? You'll start to see you've got a list of things that you hope to do that day and you have nowhere near enough time to get it done. But then if you go through that list and say, but you know what? I can delegate this one. Yes, I could delegate that one. And maybe there's two or three things you can delegate. There may be more things than you can get done, but there are three that are going to get done for sure by enlisting the help of others. One of the biggest things we fail to realize in life is that there are those out there, friends, family, and others, that would gladly pitch in and help us get some things done that will help us be more effective. So when you're prioritizing on a daily basis, remember, not only make the list, but think about how much time it would take you. Think about can you delegate any of those items. And I leave you with a book for your reading list called Deep Work by Cal Newport. If you haven't read that book, put it on your reading list. It really helps you think through what it takes to do deep work. And it's a perfect read as you lead into finalizing your list and then having to execute the actions to deliver those goals for 2020. Thanks for listening to Goal Camp. All the resources from this episode can be found on my website at derekselot.com forward slash goal camp. As always, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram at Derek C. Lott. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share with a friend. Achieving your goals is not something that you can do alone. Find a partner that can keep you accountable. Looking forward to the next episode. Until next time, this is your camp director, Derek C. Lott, signing off.